morning, Freedom. It's a privilege to be sharing the gospel with you today. We're still in 1 Peter, and the title of this morning's message is Suffering and Going Through Tough Times. I remember in the hall a few months ago preaching a very similar message, and I said, if you're suffering, if you're going through a very tough time right now, why don't you stand? And I remember a small lady stood up right at the back of the hall, third row from the back, I found out later she was going through a tough time physically, really battling with an autoimmune disease. And her family going through an extremely tough time of unjust suffering. And, and as she stood that day, I watched God minister to her. God meet her at a point of need. And I trust today, I pray that if you are going through a tough time right now, that God through his Holy Spirit would minister to you. Right now, whether you're watching in your lounge or listening to the podcast as you're driving to work, or perhaps you're still in your bed, I pray today that God would minister and touch you and meet you at your point of need. You know, when we go through a tough time of suffering, it does one of two things. It either causes people to turn towards God, or it causes people perhaps to turn away from God. And there's this prosperity gospel that says if you're a christian and if you believe in god then you'll never go through a tough time and, and it's causing christians to, to live very confused lives very disappointed christian lives but we've got to go to the core of our christianity we've got to go to our king jesus our example and, and see how he suffered it says in 1 peter 2 verse 21 it says that jesus suffered and he left you and he left me an example of how to suffer and how to go through tough times. Why do you think we go through tough times, friends? Why do you and I suffer and go through some challenging situations in our lives? Because we're all human, because of humanity, because of the fall of man, because of sin. But we also go through tough times because of our faith in Christ. People malign us. People treat us like cancer. They slander us. They exclude us at times. There are different forms of suffering, different forms of going through tough times. But when we look at this text today, Peter is not just talking about going through tough times physically with sickness. He's also about talking about going through tough circumstances in life. Maybe you're going through tough circumstances tough situation right now like a man in your church he was just the manager of his company but very recently before lockdown he got promoted to ceo and now he's the chief whip in his company and he's got to start making some wise decisions about the future of the company especially now with lockdown and certain things happening he calls the managers in he says hey guys we're going to still give you a company car, but we're going to downscale that car. We're going to give you a smaller car. But one of the managers looks at the CEO and says, yeah, but then what am I going to do on the weekend when I have to tow my boat to my caravan? I thought, wow, this CEO in your church going through a really tough time trying to make some godly, wise decisions about the future of the of the company trying to keep his managers happy trying to keep staff customers cash flow in order he's going through some tough times right now and so too does that manager think he's also going through a tough time because hey 
what am I going to tow my boat with? Or a man in our city. I rode my bicycle with him on the weekend, on Women's Day, telling me about a relationship that he had with a friend. In March, this relationship went completely south. He says to me, riding a little bit behind me, says, Daryl, I know I've got to love this guy. I, I know I've got to treat him well. But he says it's hard, eh? He says it's hard. He's going through a tough time. There's a young lady in your church says to Michelle, heck, I found this guy. I think he's the, the right one. Excited. Gets to know this guy. Spends time with him. Only to discover, no, not at all. Not a chance, but she's going through a tough time of disappointments. Uh, I hear a story about a young man, a woman's day. Hey, um, he's single. I, I want to have a bride. He invites a lady over to his house. Don't you want to have a brow with me, he says. He doesn't know if even there's a spark between the two of them. Or, But he says, hey, just come over to my house. Let's just have a bra. Just, I'm lonely, he says. I want to spend time with somebody. Don't you want to come? She looks at him. No. No, I don't want to come. He's going through a tough time. He, he, he's lonely. So too is she lonely. But she must carry on being lonely if she doesn't want to accept an invitation for a bra. They're going through tough times, both him and her. Life is tough, friends. Tough situations and circumstances. And there's not one way of going through a tough time. It's not just one size fits all. But the Bible actually helps us. The Bible actually gives us handles on how to go through tough times. So that we can actually provide some sort of direction to people around us. So that when you and I go through a tough time, we can actually point people towards the God of hope. Our Heavenly Father, especially at a tough time like this, where we're we facing challenges with COVID, facing challenges because of rules and lockdown and, and levels that haven't been opened up yet. We, we see businesses that are going through a tough time. Businesses that are closing now. Think of a family in our church. Lost their business. Going through an extremely challenging time right now. But Freedom Church... We don't suffer without hope. I want to say we have to have a theology of, of suffering. Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 5 that suffering produces endurance. Suffering produces character. Suffering produces hope. And when I go through tough times, suffering deals with my strengths. Suffering deals with my weaknesses. But we have to see what God says. And we have to take something out of what God's word says today. I don't profess to know the answers. Hey guys, let me just say right up front. I don't know why people go through tough times of suffering and tough circumstances. And let's be honest, when we go through a tough time, we often find ourselves asking, God, why me? Why? What's happening now? Why is this happening to me, God? It says this in 1 Peter chapter 3. Who's going to harm you when you are eager to do good but even if you should suffer for what is right you are blessed you are blessed do not fear what they fear interesting i eh? do not fear what they fear and do not be frightened but in your hearts set christ apart as lord so when we suffer friends when we go through a tough time tough circumstances the first thing that we've got to do is set christ apart as lord Number one, 
of my heart. One thing that suffering does is that it reorders our lives. Uh, think about it, friends. Whether we grew up in poverty, whether we grew up in wealth or just somewhere in between, we have to be very careful that money doesn't come become the number one center, the number one priority of our hearts. Let me ask you, will money really, really help you and prevent you from suffering for the rest of our lives? We have to ask ourselves honestly, guys, ask yourself this morning, is Christ number one, Lord of my heart? Have I set Christ apart as Lord of my heart or is my money the, the Lord of my heart? Because if we're following Jesus on that very straight road, he's got to be the Lord of my heart. I've got to set him apart as Lord of my heart. And sometimes I've got to do that daily, sometimes hourly. I've got to keep setting apart Lord my heavenly father of my heart. It goes for all areas, not just money, hey. It goes for my thought life. It goes for my emotions. There has to be a time in my life where I look back and say, there, I set Christ apart as Lord in my life. That was the time. And I carried on doing that almost daily. I keep him. Guys, we've got to keep him Lord of our hearts. So the first thing that suffering does is it produces the reordering of our lives. Just checking what's number one of my heart. Let's carry on reading. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you. If somebody asks you, be prepared to give them an answer for the reason, for the hope that you have. And, and so number two, friends, Christianity is based on a future hope. Most of the world, based on past circumstances, past situations, you, you just got to watch sports. You just got to watch cycling, cricket, uh, gymnastics. You, you, most of the commentators are always talking about past experiences. They refer to a lot of, if that most of them were, were professionals themselves, they, they talk about their past experiences. And, and much of the world is based on the past. Past achievements, what I've done. Past disqualifications, what I didn't do. Friends, it's the same with suffering. Suffering and going through a tough time is not meant to define you. It's not meant to define your future. Suffering is meant to prepare us for our futures. Let me say that again. Suffering is meant to prepare you, sir, for your future. And so we can speak a lot about the trauma that we've been through. The tough circumstances that I've experienced instead of speaking about the hope that we have for our future that God has produced inside of us. And many people get caught up in their pasts. Their future becomes so blurry, becomes so gray, and they start losing hope. If we as Christians have a hope of the future, it's going to help us when we go through tough times. Amen. This past week, I was on Corner Cricket's Twitter account, that ex-Springbuck Afrikaans rugby player. I saw a photo of him with Mr. Mandela. That man, Mr. Mandela, a, a very big man, put into a very small jail room. And Mr. Mandela could have come out of that jail room in, in one of two ways, friends. He could have come out there like a ticking time bomb, ready to just explode at everything. But he came out of there. With forgiveness and a gentle heart. 
There's a saying that goes like this. The same sun that melts wax hardens hearts, hardens clay. Friends, you've got to decide when you go through tough times, are you, are you going to stay soft and ask God to keep your heart soft? Or, or are you going to become hard? Because when God takes a big man and, and puts him into a small room, most of us want to explode. Because we hate losing our freedom, eh? We hate losing our individuality. We hate losing our privileges. But God can. I want to say God can and God does do a beautiful work in our hearts and doesn't leave us. God does not leave us without hope. Let's carry on reading. Peter says, always be prepared to tell everyone who asks you about the hope that you have. Be ready, be prepared. But there's a but. He says, do it with gentleness. Do it with respect. Keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak Maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. We keep humble. We keep gentle. We keep gracious, friends. It is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good rather than from doing evil. So your suffering, friends, shouldn't be from making poor decisions. Your suffering shouldn't be from making unwise, ungodly decisions. Peter says, yeah, don't suffer for making stupid decisions. He says, guys, suffer for doing God's will in your life. It says, for Christ died for sins once for all. That died word in the Greek is the word for suffered. So I want to read it to you again. It says this, Christ suffered once for all sins. The righteous, Jesus, for the unrighteous, me. This text is dealing with unjust suffering. Something that you and I at times don't feel that we deserve. There's a family in your church going through an extremely difficult time right now. Not just financially, emotionally. And when I think of this family, I think God... They don't deserve it. That they're serving you. They're putting you first in their lives as a family. Maybe you you think like that too at times. Because I know some of your stories. It's like, why my parents? Why? Why? God, why does that happen to, to my mother? Why is this happening to my family, my business? Why, God? Most, many of us have suffered and gone through an unjust time of suffering and it's affected you and there's times where when it's affected me we are we are suffering right now because of the restrictions that we feel perhaps are not fair and it's affecting us some of you suffered at the hands of a violent husband it's affected you we've got to ask God to deal with us we've got to ask God to help us your friends have you ever walked into a dark room? I wanted to switch the lights off here, but then uh, I get nervous and I get distracted. You ever walked into a dark room where, where, where you don't know what's, what's around you? Yeah, because the room is full of all sorts of jagged furniture, bitterness. You walk into a dark room and there's bitterness there and you walk into it and it, it hurts you because it's got a very, very sharp edge. Unforgiveness. 
It's about knee high. And you walk into it in a dark room. And there it gets you on the shin. There's cables in the dark room. Wires that hang down. My mate Rory, he trained to be a fireman. And they said to the fireman in training, when you walk into a dark room, don't walk and, and touch the walls with the outside of your hand trying to feel around. Because if there's a live wire there, you're going to grab it and, and it's going to shock you. They, they used to teach the firemen to walk around a dark room touching the wall with the outside of their hand. So that they, if they did touch a live wire and it would shock them, they would pull their hand back towards themselves and it wouldn't it wouldn't shock them sometimes even to death because they didn't grab hold of it you know what suffering does friends suffering you you go into a dark room and when you get shocked you hold on to that live wire and, and it shocks you and it defines you for the rest of your life and you become a victim and you draw attention to yourself and you take an enormous amount of energy off of others around you. Or you let Jesus do his work inside of you. And so I challenge you today. I challenge you, ma'am. Turn the lights on. Turn the lights on in that dark room. What are the lights? The lights are the goodness of God. The, the lights are the grace of God. The lights are the mercy of God. The love of God. The generosity of God. And when I allow Jesus to shine his light into those very dark places in my heart. There are some. And I know there's some in your heart as well. Then I can actually see the, the dangerous furniture. The bitterness. The unforgiveness. And I can negotiate my way through those dark places. And see the things that God has produced in me. Through those tough times. God produces things in us when we go through tough times. Friends, humility, compassion, patience. And I don't understand it. And I wouldn't choose to do things that way if I was God. But we become much more humbler men and women. A much softer people. Much more compassionate for those who are suffering around us. And you and I wake up in the morning. And we say, God, will you glorify yourself in my life today? The Bible says that suffering actually leads to glory. Friends, when we go through tough times, we have to know that there will be a victory. That God will lead us through that tough time. In the, in the scriptures, suffering is depicted in, in two ways. Fire and training. Uh, think of a story in the Old Testament. Fire, what comes to mind? Yeah, in the book of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, those three guys say, we will not bow down to that false god. And the king says, you must. And they say, no, we won't. And he says, well, then make the furnace seven times hotter. Throw them into the furnace, he says. And those three men look at him and say, sir, our God can save us from the fire. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow down to those false gods. Friends, our God can rescue us from times of suffering. But even if he doesn't, we will carry on living lives of hope on the future, knowing that God one day, one day, will give us victory. And then in Hebrews chapter 12, 
It says that you will be trained by this. That word trained in Greek is gymnasium. Think of Martin, the oaking parking in the middle of winter. has got his t-shirt on with the ripped puppies. That oak, before lockdown, used to go to gym. And he used to walk out of gym thinking, heck, that was hard. But the next day, he goes back. And the next day, he goes back. And he wakes up morning after morning. And there's more life inside of him. You see, friends, you can either get burned by the fire or you can be refined like gold. As the heat builds up in that fire, all the impurities come to the top. Bitterness comes to the top. Unforgiveness comes to the top. Jealousy comes to the top. Selfishness will come to the top. Vindictiveness will come to the top. Jealousy, they all come up. And when you can't take the way, the way those impurities, you get left with gold when you go to the gym you can either hurt yourself badly or you can get trained by a personal trainer Jesus Christ when you come out of the gym you expended and you're tired and your muscles are sore but you think wow and you go back and you go back 4, 8, 12 months for Mr. Mandela 27 years he came out of that little cell completely free trained and he became one of the greatest statesmen in the world because he used his training to change the world instead of hardening his heart i met a man 27 years ago in business they worked next door to my family business and he called me this week and he said please will you uh, meet me for coffee at the wimpy him and I sat at the wimpy at the table. He started crying. He started telling me about his family, about his brother that's just passed away with lung cancer. A week after being diagnosed with lung cancer. Starts to cry. I started to weep with him. And I thought to myself, you know what? Jesus knows how this man is feeling. How, how do I know that, friends? Because when Jesus was, was with Martha and Mary, he, he, and their brother Lazarus died, he, he looked at Martha and he said, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. And then when he was with Mary, he just wept. And I thought to myself, you know, this man right now who's telling me about his brother, does he need me to, to preach the Bible to him? Does he need theology? Or does he just need me to weep with him as he goes through a tough time? Friends, I don't really know how to console people who are going through a tough time. Some people need theology, but some people just need Jesus to weep with them. But as we walk with God, we learn how to help people. We learn how to be gentle with people. How to point them to the God of hope. What are you going through right now? What circumstances are you facing tomorrow? What fire are you in? We need a theology of suffering, friends. We, we, we can't waste our suffering. Jesus will glorify himself through your life. He will refine you like gold or train you like an athlete, but you will come out victoriously. I don't know why you're suffering. I don't know why we go through tough times. I don't know. But suffering is linked with Christianity and it doesn't seem fair at the time but don't go into a dark room turn the lights on 
Put the lights on the goodness of God. Be grateful for what you have. The future of God. The hope of God. Stop trying to lead everything. Open your ears, friends. Embrace people. Cry with them. Freedom Church, today is a massive subject. I don't know if I've done it any form of justice. But I want to say, don't waste your suffering. Don't waste the fire. Don't waste the gym. Let Jesus be glorified in your life. Let's allow suffering to prepare us for our future. In Jesus' name. Amen. I trust today's message has stirred your heart. It's definitely stirred mine. Stay tuned for praise and worship with the worship team. Don't forget Wednesday night live life group. It's been amazing. We had Christine join us just this past Wednesday out of ICU with COVID. She's fine. She's doing well. And then Thursday, we've changed the business navigators. We've now called it Life Navigators. Because we realize it's not just for business people. It's for young and old who are going through life, relationships, how to handle relationships, how to work on relationships, how to work on myself. And so that's Thursday night. Have a power week in Jesus' name. If you need to get hold of us on social media, there's the details. Please do that. We'd love to hear from you. We have for you. Just for now.